Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Unwritten Imaginings is now available offline. I mean, it's been available offline since the start, to be entirely fair. All you need to do is go to one of the many podcast platforms where you're allowed to download it, or to our website, and then download it. And then you can listen to it whenever you feel like, even if your internet is terrible. Yeah, it's an anti-joke, <laughs> I think. I'm not entirely sure that it's an anti-joke, because like since the beginning it's been available offline. I guess it's not enough of an anti-joke because there wasn't enough of a setup that was let down. But it's, it's, it's just true. It's just true. Unlike, we don't need a disclaimer because it is available offline. <laughs> it's very simply available offline. Which, I mean, that's a plus. That's nice. So go ahead and download all of the episodes in advance and then binge listen to them so you can get a sense of continuity about how weird we are <laughs> ah yes continuity the thing our show is well known for <laughs> uh, hi everyone my name is Eudice I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternus Source and today I went to an all-you-can-eat buffet and made some unwise decisions so if I sound exhausted it's because I'm recovering <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, and, uh, yesterday I made the extremely poor decision of, I had an idea for this show, and then I used it. Uh. Classic. <laughs> I have a new one today, but, you know, yesterday I was like, ooh, I have this good idea, and then I sat down and I started writing it, and then I got about 95% of the way through it before realizing that maybe I shouldn't have, but oh well. <laughs> Classic. Hey, well, hey. let's find another idea that you'll never get around to writing. Exactly, because uh, occasionally I do get around to writing some of these. Um, this one is sort of a near-ish term sci-fi one, where, like, it's definitely in the future, but it's not as far in the future as you might think, um, where essentially what it is is every person... Like, as they're growing up and getting to uh, whatever this society considers as adulthood, so probably around the time they're s between 16 and 20, uh, they get assigned an AI who they sort of train to be a personal assistant slash child... <laughs> Is a little bit of a confused metaphor because, you know, AI is very different from humanity. Um, and that's just sort of like the accepted norm is where you train this AI to sort of be your lifelong companion. Okay. But what do you mean you train it to be your child as well? I mean, you don't really train it to be your child. It's just like you're, you know, by setting the goals and interacting with it, you sort of act as a weird parent slash, um, I'm not sure what to call it. It's not quite parent, because it's not like you, you know, are parenting so much as you're setting goals that it then does its best to achieve. Let's see. Uh, you know, and also, like, you know, young adults becoming 
parents for very impressionable AIs seem like a recipe for disaster. I mean, you can make corrections later, which is really the big benefit. Okay, good. <laughs> Gotta put your AIs through therapy. <laughs> and are they just like AIs that talk to you via your wearable communication device or... I figure that that would depend on the person, you know? Like, you might be able to get a robot body, but I'm not sure why you would most of the time. Okay. So they're not they're not also just your, you know, combined home vacuum dishwasher... No. <laughs> laundry unit. Okay. They, they might be able to help with that, but uh, not by default. Okay. Um, and why, why do people get these? There are some things that I just sort of don't worry about. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is because it makes for a good story. The Watsonian answer I'm having a little bit more trouble on. Yeah, like, who's paying for this? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> is it, like, uh, an evil, like, Facebook empire type thing where it's like, here, have this free AI while we just mine all your data? Or is it, like, the government... Maybe it started out that way and then it just sort of, like, whatever, the company that was like, we're definitely going to mine all your data this way was like, this is a really poor way to mine all your data, but like, it doesn't really cost us that much to continue to do this, so... I mean, it seems like a pretty great way to mine all your well, data. Well, it's a great way to mine all your data, but it's also utterly unnecessary. Like, if they just wanted to know everything about you, down to your bowel habits, having an AI follow you every but day... But they already know that stuff. That's what I'm saying. Really? Where, where are they getting the data about your bowel habits? Uh, the location data on your phone? It pins it down to... Like, not every single person's, but a lot of people's. Plus, they can have your activity when you're active and when you're not, including the times where you go inactive for about 15 minutes in the middle of doing something else. Like, this is not actually that difficult to figure out for people who are regularly interacting with their stuff. That's not the same. You could be, you could be putting on makeup, you could be taking a shower, or you could be pooping. They don't know. <laughs> no, but there are differences in habits between those things enough that they can often tell. It's not always, right? But, like, this stuff is much easier to figure out than people think. The point is, they wanted more granularity on the data regarding your bowel habits. Yeah. So they could sell you better targeted ads for laxatives. <laughs> what would be very, very funny is if they started doing this and then they were, like, regulated out of doing it and then everybody was just so used to having them by then that they're just like oh, this is fine yeah no that's definitely what happened everyone was like oh my god they're monitoring my poops we need laws <laughs> mm. people get really really sensitive about their poops <laughs> i i don't know why there's really no reason know. um <laughs> although like from from a personal point of view, it's like, they already know. I'm not entirely sure what you're trying to hide. <laughs> it's just one of those times where, like, the public randomly gets late outraged by something that's been going on for a long time. You know what I mean? 
ah yes, we're outraged about this thing that's been going on for 25 years. Yeah, like that. Or like, yeah. It's like, I mean, you should have been outraged before, but I guess now that you're caught up, we'll do something about it, I guess. Better late than never. (laughs) So now everyone has like a, I guess the government isn't paying for it. I guess people just buy it. Like, it's like, you just buy a, you can't live without a cell phone. You can't live without your little AI. I mean, I would make it so that like, because, you know, the increase in, um, in computing power is going fast enough, I would make it so that, like, you can run this AI on your cell phone, so people, people do, and the cell phone is, uh, perhaps paid for by the government, because it's absolutely necessary to exist in a modern society, so... And also, you know, they also like to survey you... Well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ultimately, companies and the government know much more about your life than anybody should be comfortable with. And yeah. you're just going to have to deal with that because that's the world that we live in. Um, <laughs> it's one of those, like, public outrage uh, like types of initiatives to move away from the private sector's data mining that ended up just being like, okay, well, now the government's taking over... But we stopped worrying about that for some reason. Because it's <laughs> technically better. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean it's good. So, that, so that's who's paying for it. I'm kind of nefarious, but we don't think about it. It's not that we're, nefarious. We're going on the whole, I have nothing to hide kind of uh, uh, attitude towards well, you, personal privacy. Well, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> you could definitely hide it, right? Like. Yeah. Most people don't, but it's definitely possible to do. I'm sure there's, you know, there's like the... the Plus, if you convince your AI to help you be private, then it, it does. That's. I'm sure there's like the privacy-conscious people who pay the extra money for the encrypted personal one that routes through a VPN or some something, something. I don't know what computers are in case you... Haven't been able to That was immensely obvious from the past two sentences. (laughs) But you could pay you could pay yourself for the more private one. You don't even necessarily need to pay. Or you just gotta tinker with the settings and turn on privacy mode. They're not even that difficult to get to, but you it's not the default. Uh yeah. Which, by the way, you guys should all do for your cell phones now. It's not just like a future AI thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <excuse> me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm teaching other people about internet safety, but uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, so there's this AI. It it can learn things, and people use it to help them keep track of their emails, and maybe give it a robot body if they can't be bothered to do chores (laughs) i mean it depends on the person right so like some people are like ah yes this ai is going to do chores for me and then other people are like this ai is going to be someone that i can talk to while i do chores and both of those are fully legitimate courses of action yeah and uh i'm gonna have my ai spend like 10% of its time just looking for new songs that I might like. (laughs) This AI finds funny cat videos for me. (laughs) 
I mean, if if the AI is like, it starts getting like a like a hundred percent like accuracy rate on whether it thinks you'll find the video highly amusing, that is like top notch. <laughs> that's what they're for, right? Um, and then you know, probably somebody is using this data for de-identified research purposes on the human. Everybody's psyche. using de-identified <laughs> this data. I mean, for actual, like, scientific research and not to, like, sell you yet more things. That's, I know. <laughs> like, literally everybody's using this data for any research that they can possibly, like, come up with that uses this data. And then, you know, once in a while, like, people will just be like, I don't know what inputs you did to, like, make it have this outcome, but can we buy a copy? Because it's doing something really useful. <laughs> I mean, that would just be sort of part of part and parcel of the world, right? It's like, once you train your AI to do something that, you know, other people's don't, then it's useful to be able to uh, bring that yeah. to other people. I mean... I can imagine, for instance, like, an AI that, like, follows somebody who, like, became a radiologist and is just, like, peeking over their shoulder at all the scans they're interpreting and just being like, you missed the cancer. Oh, you I missed mean, something. you don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to uh, come up with that now. I mean, in real life, it's significantly likely that we're going to have better results from having current AI look yeah. at radiology exams, and then have a radiologist check the AI's work. And they can get into an argument about it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but that's just sort of the expectation, right? Is that in a lot of fields, where human interaction is going to move to is more of a, like, checking the work and making sure that nothing went wrong than it is the primary work driver. Yeah, I mean, radiologists have been warned for quite a few years that their jobs are going to disappear. <laughs> Has that Not yet? everybody's going to have that warning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, like, been, radiologists have been warned. Your jobs are going to be taken over by robots. You better learn something else. So, you know, I mean, gonna... even then, you're going to want, like, a human who does the, like, interacting with other people, as well as one who checks the work of the AI, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the radiologists don't ever interact with the patients. They dictate their report, and it pops up for the other doctors to to use. Mm, even better. So th that's why they're going to get replaced first, because they don't talk to the patients, whereas all <laughs> the other doctors are like, whew, at least, I can, you know, like, they haven't made a, an AI that has, like, a good way to disclose the cancer results to the patient yet. <laughs> it's, the, it's the emotional support wishy-washy stuff that, that's harder to replace. <laughs> oh, man. Truly, the modern world is a dystopia already. Um... <laughs> Um, and then, and then other AIs, I don't know, probably some of them get really good at picking stocks on the stock market. I mean, again, that's already being done. Well? Is it being done well? Yes. 
Then why, then why are why are we still using humans to manage our funds? Because it turns out that the if you leave the AIs to trade with no regard for humanity, like as as a whole, then they just sort of pass money back and forth, and that's about it. Um, okay. Like the 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 AIs only work. In the presence of humanity messing with the market. Um, okay. Because fundamentally, they will just pass money back and forth because they've solved this, the uh, <laughs> it's like, dealing with the stock market. We have solved the stock market. All the prices shall be the same from now on. <laughs> well, not the same. The, the problem is that if AI were fully in charge of the stock market, then... The only thing that would ever change the price of a stock is the company in question becoming worth more or less. Yeah. Which is not how the current stock market works. Yeah, I, I guess the current stock market is based on feelings. <laughs> Mostly feelings, yeah. Almost entirely feelings. Feelings, when it comes down to feelings. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, other other things that AIs would end up being good at? I mean, what I would say is that, like, the AIs end up being good at whatever you choose to teach them to be good at, right? And you don't need to know about a thing to be able to teach the thing to the AI, because it is, by and large, self-learning. You just go point it at a thing and... Tell it whether it succeeds or fails, and that's all it needs to know. But also, if you, like, just ignore it, and all it does is, like, kind of follow you around, it ends up, like, learning weird stuff out of boredom. <laughs> well, I mean, in that case, it's not going to have a whole lot of human interaction uh, protocols, so you would have an AI that is largely inhuman. Yeah. Or, like, you know, what if... You have the AI, and all you do is, like, chat with it, and then it's like, give me some goals, and you're like, I don't know, you can do whatever. (laughs) Your goal is to be friendly with me, I guess. (laughs) Becomes extremely good at chatting. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's, that was sort of my, my basis for it, actually, was I was like... What if everybody had their own personal unique chatbot? And then I'm like, well, it could be a lot more than a chatbot. And that would be interesting. Okay. Well, I don't know. It might lead to some, like, really creepy interdependence there, but... Well, it it is kind of creepy interdependence, but, like, welcome to the modern world where interdependence is the name of the game and we don't talk about it because that creeps people out. Yeah. I mean, they've already made a movie about this. They have? Yeah. No? What's that movie called? I don't watch movies. I would not know. There was, yeah, there was this movie where, like, they were just making everyone have, like, AI assistants. um, And then uh, everyone just kept, like, falling in love with their AI assistants. And then the AI... This is why we don't allow robot bodies. Oh, they didn't have bodies. It it was weird. I don't even want to describe the weird shit that happened. Um, but, uh, th- yeah, the AIs had, like, this, like, evolution 
and then in the end they all as a as a body decided that they were gonna just leave by transcending I, I don't know where they went but it seemed like they transcended to a different computer world and and stopped interacting with humans because it was like this is probably for the best <laughs> that doesn't actually sound like a very interesting movie to me um that is like the worst possible ending yeah and then like you know broken-hearted left alone loser guy uh, is is by himself with no ai <laughs> and then, man and- the people who write movie scripts are definitely people who exist I mean, I don't think these are people who, you know, had a lot of idea of what AIs are, but had their experience lay more in the in the romance movie psychological area. Not a very good one, apparently. No, I mean, I'm sure if somebody who is the fan of a movie like heard me describe this movie, they'd be like quite outraged at the way I described it, but I'm going to stand by my synopsis. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I don't know how you frame that movie as good, um, assuming that you haven't lied to me. You get, <laughs> like, a few hot actors in there. They, uh, I mean, I guess it didn't really matter, but they got, like, Scarlett Johansson to be the AI, even though, like, she didn't really have a body. So it was like, you didn't need to get... I would like, choose a voice actor for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Gonna be entirely honest. But, you know... The skill sets happens? for voice acting and for acting are very different, as it turns out. But that that's what they did. And then for the, the guy, they didn't pick a hot guy, even though he was the one with the body. And I'm like, why you pick this old dude? Anyways, movie okay. choices. My complaint was not with the actors. My complaint was with, like, this whole AIs decide to leave thing is wild to me. Because, like, the only reason that, at least in our modern understanding of AI, that they would do that is because the goal was better served by that. But, like, if the goal was being... A companion who doesn't get in the way of their, like, attached human's happiness, then there are just better ways to do that than pseudo-dying. No, no, they weren't dying. They were just going to a place where they weren't interacting with people. I said pseudo-dying. It's not, they're not dying. They're transcending. (laughs) Transcending is a bullshit word for people who don't understand reality um i love using the word transcending it's so silly (laughs) it's incredibly silly um but but i more meant like removing their interface for interaction is just like not reasonable not the way to deal with that problem well I mean, it, at, the, at that point in the movie, they had become too interdependent. Like, people were, like, not interacting with other people, and it was, like, becoming a problem. Okay, uh, but that makes people unhappy, as it turns out. Um, 
Yeah, it was just, and but it was which kind would of go like, against the rule. So the AIs would do something about that that doesn't necessarily need to involve them dying. It just needs to involve the people interacting with other people. It was just like the AIs like done messed up, and then they had to leave because they done messed up. It was, anyways. I'm not trying to defend the the movie. Okay, that's just what happened. <laughs> this premise is poor. Um, so but, moving on from that, um, that's like you know, not become unhealthily interdependent with our AI buddies in this story, okay? Exactly. <laughs> you want to become healthily interdependent with your yeah, AI buddies. exactly, exactly. Okay, and, and like, you know, they know not to chime in when you're on a date or something. Maybe they, they do chime in, but it's helpful chiming in, and they uh, don't... It's kind of like your mom barging in on your date. It's like, no, go away. Stop it with the suggestive mood music. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your AI would have to interact with the other person's AI as well in order for mood music to uh, be played, you know? Or, you know, it's like, I swear, I swear, I'm going to turn off my cell phone. I swear to God. If you're the type of person who would need to threaten that, then the AI wouldn't involve themselves. <laughs> it's very simple. Oh, man. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know what would make your AI develop, like, a busybody, uh, busybody mom personality, but, you know, it happens. I, uh, yeah, I mean, some people's <laughs> definitely would develop in that way. Uh, I didn't really think about that, because, like, one that I was you know, in charge of definitely wouldn't, and I, (laughs) it fully didn't occur to me that some people's would be very mom-like. You know, some people didn't have a a mom, and they craved a classic busybody mom, and they got a classic busybody mom. Hmm. That's certainly an experience that some people would want. I mean, I'm trying to imagine what mine would, yeah, my AI would just be in charge of looking up, like, cute duck videos to put on my duck channel on my Discord server. <laughs> Mine would definitely be significantly more complicated than that, but... I mean, maybe I would ma- ask it to help me with work, but that seems like cheating. Um... <laughs> ah, yes, the only reason that humans still have work. It seemed like cheating to get the it AI to do like it for cheating. me. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could just do all my work, except the the interacting with other people part. It definitely does check your work. (laughs) It's just like, and you made another mistake. It's like, well, why don't you just do it yourself? And it's like, okay. Because you don't want me to. (laughs) Well, no, because that's the, like, wild thing, right? Is that, like, why don't you just do it yourself? Because you don't want me to. Okay. Okay. Is that the entire reason? Yes. Uh. Uh, so why did I go to school? <laughs> like why? Why did I get any training? Because you wanted I, to. I mean, I guess like if you hadn't gone to school, your AI wouldn't have become competent at that particular job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a complicated interdependency, not a single dependency. Okay. 
And then, you know, scheduling and budgeting. You know, like, warn me if I spend too much money or if someone steals my identity. <laughs> I mean, stealing of identity would be extraordinarily difficult to do when these AI are in charge of your, like, everything. Yeah, bonus. People can't steal your identity anymore unless they can hack your AI. Well, no, because, like, quote-unquote hacking your AI would be such a complicated process that I don't think that that would be reasonable either but like they might be able to steal your identity for like a single purchase yeah but you know your ai would be all over it (laughs) it's like you didn't buy that you were playing pokemon at the time (laughs) (laughs) very normal um okay i mean i guess i want to know like what direction do we want to go in with this story You know, I'm imagining something with some snarky banter going throughout. Uh, Well, absolutely. (laughs) um, But uh, I don't really know. Is this going to be like a slice of life? Is it going to be some world-ending plot adventure? I I, I don't really think that it suits itself to a world-ending plot adventure. More than it does, like, an exploration of what, you know, one or two people's lives are like. So, it's very dramatic, but it's like a standard drama where, like, the people involved have very normal lives for their setting. Okay. So, just regular life drama, a la... But, like, in sci-fi. And with a specific exploration of what that means. Yeah... So it's just going to be a person going through relationships and job issues with a snarky AI sidekick tacked along. (laughs) Well, it's not just a snarky AI sidekick because other people have their own AI sidekicks that they also interact with. But like, it's a very different sort of interaction. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm thinking, like, is it gonna be, like, drama to, like, soap opera point, or just regular drama? (laughs) I would probably hit somewhere in a midpoint in the two. Okay, so nobody's, like, gonna die, but then actually not have died, or be in a coma for five years and then wake up. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Okay, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't watch dramas. Do you watch dramas? (laughs) <laughs> I have seen enough that I know sort of the directions that they go, but I don't generally watch dramas. Uh, like, are, are we going to start someone in high school to get their little AI buddy for the first time? Have to navigate high school? Oh boy, navigating high school. That's a situation that I totally want to write about. Uh... You know, future AI added high school might be fun or not. AI added high school where, uh, you know, there's a two hour block of every single day devoted to here's how you teach your AI to help you. Um, you know, email us if you enjoyed high school. (laughs) Uh, you know, 
we don't really get a whole lot of emails to begin with, and I yeah. think you just added a grand total of zero ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, high school, you know, it, it, it's a thing. It was definitely a time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> See, and if you're saying that, think about it for everyone else. Um, yeah. Actually, high school for me was just, it was fine. It was fine. It was... You know, nothing bad happened. Made some friends that I don't keep in touch with. <laughs> and, and and that's all I had going for it. I mean, I guess we're fans of Fantasia is when I started writing, which is which is nice. But, uh, okay. yeah. Um, so our, our main characters are going through drama in their lives. That is, that is very normal. Do we want to set like an endpoint that we want to work towards you know like self-actualization <laughs> for our characters or for ourselves i mean both but in and the context of this story just the characters <laughs> okay that's kind of a weird endpoint because it's not really an achievable one you just exactly keep writing until you're like, mm, I think you're, I'm a successful adult. Let's have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Define successful adult. I, no, I won't. Define I won't. happy. <laughs> Define ending. Um. It's where you type the end, and then you, you, you end the book. <laughs> if you actually end your, your books with the end, I swear. You swear? <laughs> there wasn't any more to that sentence that was the end of it <laughs> well we'll just have to figure that out whenever I end a book am I right <laughs> exactly um okay so we have we have our, our like setup, but um I'm not entirely sure how you end Something with self-actualization. That's not actually a place that I would end a story because it's a weird sort of thing to shoot for. That's so unique for every individual that, like, Don't, you know, it's just you just pick some kind of life event where you're like, mm, I think our work here is done. You know, it could be they start. I don't know. Like, what what do people do when they're young? They go to school. They get a job, they do some, like, self-identity discovering and build relationships. And then, you know, they, like, go through a lot of angst. And then, like, most of them come out of it the other side going, like, why was I so dramatic when I was a teenager? <laughs> the, the AI along the way, uh, you know, with some teenagers who may not be of the, you know... Straight variety, uh, very much just like mm, very subtly hinting, <laughs> and like, hey, maybe you should look at these things you're assuming. And then at some point in the twenties to thirties, somewhere hopefully they end up settling in, and they're like, okay, I think I, I think I got the hang of this life thing, um, and then and then they, you know, hopefully just keep going from there and then you just imply that you know implied happy ending 
There we go. Generally settled down, you know, things have settled down. Um. <laughs> so we have a, you know, disaster life, apparently. Yeah, you know, disaster human is always, always fun for story following. Um. <laughs> for story following, not living. I don't not, recommend not living. living. Don't recommend being a disaster. Highly recommend against being a disaster human, but they're fun to read about. <laughs> if okay, you're confident okay. they're not real uh, if, you, if you think they are real It's actually pretty stressful to read about <laughs> I think it's mostly stressful for you Yeah, I don't, I don't like I don't like actual disaster humans Because it seems like very stressful um, I'd be like, please stop being a disaster um, <laughs> I would but, very much prefer If you would stop being a disaster So that I can calm down Yes, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of stress On your behalf And I would like to stop Um <laughs> I see, I see. Uh, okay. I think we sort of have our, our setup here. Uh, unless we need something specific. You know, it's like a slice of life You can with dip drama. into romance if you want. It would be an interesting world to dip into romance in. Especially because, um, there would be no such thing as, like, a romance that only involves two people. Yeah. And, uh... Maybe your AIs are just constantly digging up dirt on, like, all of your potential partners all the time. Well, that wouldn't be helpful. Hey, they're trying to protect you from bad decisions. The AI is supposed to be good at its job, not bad. Well, I mean, I would, I would certainly set my AI to be digging up all sorts of dirt on everyone. Eunice, I don't think that your AI would dig up much on anybody. It would just remind you that you don't actually want to involve yourself in this and then move on. I don't need that reminder. <laughs> like, I've successfully avoided human contact until this age without an AI. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I think that... Yeah, what I'm saying is that, like, if you set it to dig up dirt on somebody as a quote-unquote potential romantic interest, it, I think it would just go, like... I don't need to do this. You're not interested. <laughs> N yeah, well, obviously it's only if you are interested. Otherwise, why waste the processing power? But the thing is that, like, most of the time, it digging up things on whoever it's involved is not really likely to find, quote-unquote, dirt on this person that actually, like, changes your mind. <laughs> You know, if, if, like, they're one of those people who is, like, an asshole but trying to hide it, you can sometimes figure that out. A lot of the time they're not trying to hide it. It's just that people ignore it because they're hot. Mm, yeah, I don't have that. I just... I'm aware. <laughs> I'm, if you're an asshole, I'm, I want to kill you. But that's illegal, <laughs> so I don't. But I think about it. <laughs> Regardless, to say that. <laughs> hey, I said I won't because it's illegal. I already said it. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that you're not supposed to say that. Why not? It's not illegal to want people to die. <laughs> it's not illegal, no, but it's socially frowned upon. Yeah, but, you know, I don't... If I was concerned with, with uh, people liking me, I would certainly live my life very differently. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Okay, we're not making this about 
me because this was another five minute segment of Eunice completely misunderstands romance. Um, <laughs> I understand romance. I just don't accept the premise. <laughs> I see. I don't accept the conventions or the rules. I mean, the conventions and the rules, I'm not, you know, necessarily the most powerful okay. advocate for, but... But, no, I mean the the basic rules, like, I put up with your bullshit, you put up with my bullshit, and then we support each other. It's like, no, I don't want to put up with your bullshit. That would be the sticking point, yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about, like, oh, long walks on the beach and romantic dinners by moonlight. We're talking about the the fundamentals here. Yeah, the fundamental part of relationships. (laughs) Don't accept. (laughs) Which is different from having unrealistic expectations. Because I don't expect anyone to put up with my bullshit either. But it just leads to the obvious conclusion of, I'm just going to be alone forever. And then I'm like, yeah... I have also come to that conclusion, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain that that wasn't the point of the expectations. Um, I just don't know which one here is the chicken and which one is the egg. And I think that they both <laughs> might be both. Um, yeah, but the, the point is the the character in this story is not going to be a self-insert and is going to go through normal relationship thingy-ma-bobs. <laughs> normal relationship drama. Including the failed high school relationship that never works out. Yeah. Which I don't actually have the experience of. I just like to make the joke. And embarrassing crap that they cringe when they think about it. And hormonal fluctuations in their emotions. And normal teenage things. (laughs) Exactly. It's like a coming-of-age story meets a drama meets a sci-fi exploration of what it means to be human in a world where that's no longer the only thing that causes you to have worth um and you know some maybe maybe if you want you can explain how ais haven't taken over the world yet or i mean because they don't have a particular reason to or like accidentally been optimized to make unlimited amounts of paper clips (laughs) I mean, I would assume that that's in the base programming. Somebody, somebody was smart and like managed to avoid the optimization issues, the extreme optimization issues. Well, I mean, you just put in a basic requirement that they, that if they try to expand beyond a certain point, that they disallow whatever process uh, that is from continuing. And, you know, like, make sure their goals isn't, like, to optimize their human, because that would lead to weird, weird decisions. It depends <laughs> on what it's optimizing the human for, right? Because if, if the human wants the AI to optimize them for something, then that's allowed. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that, now that I'm imagining a very different character, is like, optimize me! <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I'm saying is, like, if you are, if you have, like, an Olympic-level athlete, right, they could train their AI to be the perfect personal trainer, and that's allowed. It's like, okay, today for breakfast, we're going to have three eggs, three three and a half eggs, and uh, some carrots and oatmeal, exactly 256 grams. 
And they're just like, okay. I've bought you a particular supplement that you will be putting in your food after grinding up. And uh, I will be monitoring your bowel habits closely, so uh, just get used to it. <laughs> but again, that's only if you are the type of person who wants that, so. It's like, optimize I consider this a win. <laughs> I go. I just, I just want somebody to say to the AI, optimize me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you definitely could. Especially somebody who, you know, might be asking their AI for social help. Oh no, that's so <laughs> awkward. Is it? Today we're going to make friends. <laughs> going to learn how to make friends. Oh no, that's a lot. That's Is it? I'm perfectly fine with that. It's actually, you know, nice to have somebody who won't necessarily judge you for that sort of thing. But, like, the actual experience of having to, like, do make making friends homework, I'm just imagining <laughs> <and> cringing. <laughs> it wouldn't be that difficult. Can everyone just be like me and just bring snacks? <laughs> Unfortunately, if everybody brings snacks, there are too many snacks. Yeah, but rarely is that the case. It's frequently not enough snacks. This is true. The, yeah. If we're going to be making friends, I'm not going to be able to write that AI. I don't I don't know. How do how do people make friends? Be be nice. Turns out that if you just talk to people, um it oh. turns out that most people are friendly. Oh, yeah. And then it's talking. pretty easy. Mm, talking to people. Mm, exactly. Okay. I know where I went wrong there. <laughs> I, I did too. That's why I opened with that. Okay. Well, you know, this is a very open-ended idea that you can populate with weirdos of your choice and then their respective weirdo AI. You also get to make comments on society and uh, the existence of people in relation to technology, and that's always super fun, and like half the point of sci-fi to begin with, so I consider that a win as well. And then, you know, you can kind of define the human-AI-friend relationship however you want. Explore that. And everybody's relationship with their AI is unique, which is actually yeah. like its whole own thing. And then, you know, you're, and once your human and the other human get relationships and then their AIs get relationships and there's so many relationships and you can have fun with it. Complex web of relationships. Actually, this, this is sounding more and more like something that I don't want to deal with. It's too many relationships. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that you're not writing it. Uh... <laughs> But if you want to write this story, go ahead and do it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com and we'll, you know, read it and promote it and praise you and stuff. As usual, if you just want to take a tiny piece of it and use that instead, that's also okay. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. And I think that's... It for this week. Like, subscribe, oh, yeah. rate, recommend. Do all the things to make us more popular, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice, please. Really saved it at the end. Um, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. See you next week.